Before we start this podcast, I'd like to remind you that when you're building your maker business, it's helpful to have both a business plan and a brand strategy. At georgesupplyco.com, I've spelled out all the parts of a brand strategy, including pre-purchase, in-purchase, and post-purchase branding in a free post titled, How to Build a Brand Strategy. You'll find a link on the front page of georgesupplyco.com. Welcome to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Each episode, we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Shermans. This week, managing your cash flow as a maker. Begin with the Business for Makers News Desk. As always, we start with lumber pricing. TradingEconomics.com reports lumber futures have dropped below $500 per 1,000 board feet, the lowest price since May due to continued decreased demand as mortgage rates are at the highest level since 2002. And the Fed is hinting at one more interest rate hike before the year end. In social media news, Meta has announced that verification is coming soon to business accounts. At a cost of $21.99 per month, businesses will receive a blue checkmark badge, impersonation protections, premium customer support, an improved discovery. The monthly fee includes verification on either Facebook and Instagram or $34.99 for both. Tech leaders, including Musk, Zuckerberg, and others, call for government action on AI. American technology leaders, including Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, Meta Platform CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and Alphabet CEO Sundar Pakai met with lawmakers at Capitol Hill two weeks ago for a closed-door forum that focused on regulating artificial intelligence. Lawmakers are grappling with how to mitigate the dangers of the emerging technology, which has experienced a boom in investment and consumer popularity after the release of OpenAI's ChatGPT chatbot. Musk told reporters, it's important for us to have a referee, adding that a regulator was needed, quote, to ensure that companies take action that are safe and in the general interest of the public, end quote. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker praised the discussion, saying all the participants agreed, quote, the government has a regulatory role, end quote. 
but crafting legislation would be a challenge. Lawmakers want safeguards against potentially dangerous deepfakes, such as bogus videos, in election interference, and attacks on critical infrastructure. Now, into, to interject my personal concern, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that while these tech leaders are all calling for government oversight, their legions of lobbyists are putting roadblocks in front of anything and everything regarding legislation in this area, or at the very least, suggesting only legislation that reduces competition from small up-and-comers. Creatives whose content is crawled by these large language, language models should be compensated for their original work. Here's an example that relates to you. For instance, in the not too distant future, someone will Google, I don't know, how to flatten a slab. And an AI generated video that looks remarkably like the one you posted last year will be offered up for viewing. Not a link to your YouTube video, but an AI generated video that has no attribution to your original video, and you're not going to be happy. Especially when YouTube takes 100% of the advertising proceeds because the consumer was never sent to your YouTube page. So we will watch to see further developments in this area, but be prepared for social media to be very, very different in five years than it is today, especially for content creators. And we will be back after this important message. This episode of the Business for Makers podcast is brought to you by George Supply Company CA Glue. Dries in seconds, forms a permanent bond on a wide variety of materials, perfect for filling knots and cracks, ideal for general use home repairs, and can be used with activator for instant drying. George Supply Company CA Glue is a All right, we're back. Cash flow for makers. You know, cash flow management is a critical aspect of running a successful small business. Regardless of how profitable your business may seem on paper, without proper control of your cash flow, you may find yourself struggling to pay bills, meet payroll if you have that, or invest in growth opportunities. So today we'll explore the ins and outs of managing your cash flow effectively to ensure the financial health and longevity of your small business. But first, let me ask you, is cash flow really all that important? Well, according to one U.S. bank study, 
25% of failed businesses cited cash flow problems as a factor in their failure. 82%. Remember, cash flow doesn't mean the amount of money that's coming in and out. You have ju just the amount of money. You have to take into account the timing of each account. If you operate a business based on invoicing, for example, and your invoices aren't paid until after your loan payments are due, you might end up with a cash flow problem. So what do we mean by managing cash flow? Operating cash flow refers to the movement of money into and out of your business. This is the cash generated or used by your day-to-day -day business operations. It includes the revenue from sales and expenses like salaries and rent and changes in working capital like accounts receivable and accounts payable. Critical to monitoring your cash flow, first and foremost, is opening a separate business bank account. This makes all your accounting and cash forecasting a thousand times easier. In one quick glance, you can see your bank balance and all your expenses and income from any past month. To open a business bank account, usually all you'll need is your federal EIN number and an opening bank balance. Now, you need to create a cash flow forecast to manage operating cash flow. You're going to start by forecasting the cash coming in and going out of your business for each of the upcoming months or maybe even an entire year. This helps you anticipate periods of cash surplus and shortfall, allowing you to plan accordingly. In order to create a cash flow forecast, you're going to start with whatever is in your current bank balance and then estimate two things. Number one, the expenses you'll have each month based on previous months and the fixed expenses you have each month. So, you know, like your fixed expenses would be your loan equipment, loan payments, or maybe your rent or whatever subscriptions you have, like your website. And then you have variable expenses, which include materials and supplies. So you have to take a guess at what you'll probably spend on materials, maybe gas for your vehicle, maybe sales tax that's going to be due. Then those are your expenses. Number two, you're going, the, you have to also have to estimate the income you'll have each month based on expected sales. Maybe you have some subscription income, maybe some commission deposits you're expecting, um, maybe income from a craft show you're going to have at a certain month, <coughs> excuse me, payment for purchases, like somebody bought a table or any account balances that are due to you. Maybe someone's made their deposit, but they haven't made paid the rest of the balance yet then simply take your starting balance 
deduct your projected expense for the month, add your projected cash income for the month, and that will give you an ending bank balance for the month. That ending bank balance then becomes the starting balance for the following month, and the process continues each month. And if you're capable with spreadsheets, this is a fairly simple spreadsheet, and it can be extended easily over 12 months. Now, to save you time and effort, you can get my free cash flow forecast tool to download. It's a spreadsheet loaders already loaded. I already put the formulas in there, all the ones you'll need. Then you'll be ready to just fill in your projections. The you can find the link on the first page of George Supply, uh, GeorgeSupplyCo.com, or I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, so. After repeating the process for several months, your beginning, your ending, the cash flow coming in, the cash flow going out, you're going to immediately see the months that you'll have surplus cash and cash shortfalls. It's going to happen. But that gives you the ability to react early instead of a last minute panic. Let me ask you, will you have a cat will you have a cash shortfall? the month before a craft show season starts as you build your inventory? Of course, you're gonna buy a bunch of materials for a craft show, but you haven't got the sales yet. And then you're gonna have a surplus when the sales come in? Well, yeah, because you're getting the sales, but you already made this stuff. Maybe you should consider putting some of those early material purchases on a credit card for 30 days, and then you pay it after the show or Build your cash reserves going into the season to cover those large inventory investments. If you know it's coming and you have a plan, how much less stress will you feel at a time when you should be optimistic about a big selling season? So how to avoid ending up with inadequate operating cash? Well, here's a few ideas. First, start by managing your receivables, promptly invoicing customers and following up on overdue payments is essential. If you wait till the end of the month to invoice everyone you did work for in that month, and then it's another 30 days to get paid, you're not helping yourself at all. Try to find time each week to get those invoices out. Number two, also optimize the pay payables if you can. Negotiate favorable terms with your suppliers, but be cautious not to jeopardize relationships by delay delaying payments excessively. Timing your payables can help maximize available cash. For example, can you get 30 day terms with a supplier in November so that you're paying for materials when your December sales come through? It's worth asking, right? They probably, I'm sure you're not the first person to ask. They probably have a program already set up. You just need to ask. Next, you know, it's funny. I, I'm going to meander here for a second. When I say you're not the first person, I guarantee you're not the first person for anything. Every time I ask somebody about something that I'm uncomfortable with, 
I, when, as soon as I tell myself, oh, I can't be the first person to ask this question, I never am. I'm always surprised. I think like I'm struggling with something that nobody else has ever struggled with. And everybody has always struggled with it. All right. Sorry. Had to say that. Now, next, back to cash flow. Next, maintain adequate reserves. Set aside a portion of your profits as a cash reserve for emergencies or unexpected expenses. This safety net can prevent you from tapping into essential operating funds. You should also set aside a reserve for paying taxes and possibly any annual insurance payments you might have each year. I know many businesses even establish separate bank accounts for each of these cash reserves so the balances are easy to identify and they're not easily mixed up and used for other operations. Next tip to make sure you don't have inadequate cash reserves. Reduce any unnecessary expenses. You should periodically review your expenses and identify areas where you can cut costs without compromising the quality of your products or services. Now for me, personally, the real trap is subscriptions. In fact, last week, we paid a Norton antivirus subscription for a laptop that we that was destroyed six months ago. Had we not been checking every purchase on the business credit card, it would have been 500 bucks down the drain. But I contacted Norton immediately and they refunded the payment because guess what? I was not the first person to ever do that and they have a system for simply refunding the money right when you say, I don't have that computer anymore. Newsflash, right? You're never the first. Also, monitor your inventory. Keep an eye on your inventory turnover rate and avoid overstocking. Excess inventory ties up cash that could be used elsewhere. In fact, excess inventory not only ties up cash, but often valuable storage space requires time, valuable time to reorganize that stuff. And that just leads to less than optimal, optimal mental health. When you're working in a cramped, disorganized environment, and you know you have to spend a day cleaning up a bunch of stuff, you don't even know why it's there or why you bought it. Keep your inventory tight if you can. Next, regularly update your budget as you can get new as you get new information and data. A well-structured budget can serve as a roadmap for your financial decisions. Review and adjust it as needed to reflect changing circumstances. Use technology to automate and streamline processes. You know, if you want to really watch your cash flow, you need to invest in accounting software or financial management tools to streamline your processes, reduce the risk of errors and save time. For example, I use QuickBooks online. It pulls my expenses straight from my bank account, uses the rules that I set up to categorize them, 
And all I have to do at the end of the month is double check everything for accuracy. I don't have to type everything in. It's already in there. Give yourself a freaking break, guys. You don't have time for this. Spend a couple bucks. Use QuickBooks online. Tie it to your bank account. And so you can move on to other money-making projects, not money-finding projects. And finally, seek professional advice if you're struggling with cash flow management. Consider consulting with a financial advisor or your accountant. Their expertise can provide valuable insights and strategies tailored to your specific situation. Again, same I'm going to tell you the same thing again. They've seen it. They've seen it all. You're not the first person to struggle with cash. Your accountant's going to look at it and right away go, boom, right here. Here's your problem. Now, it might be you don't have enough sales. Okay, well, if that's your problem, that's your problem. But it might be something else, right? Why she's going to your accountant here, she's going to look and go, hey, why is your insurance 9% of uh, sales and not? four percent because that's what i usually see and you're going to say what and find out like you're paying too high an insurance rate these people know what they're looking at because they look at it every day use their expertise conclusion in conclusion effective cash flow management is paramount for any small business by understanding the components of cash flow you can maintain a healthy financial position, seize growth opportunities, and weather the economic turbulence that is inevitably going to come, but you'll, you'll survive it with confidence. Remember, cash flow management is an ongoing process that requires vigilance and adaptability. So stay proactive and continue to refine your approach as your business evolves. While your business is small, this is a great time to get your systems in place. So you're not reinventing the wheel when you get busy. And you're gonna get busy because you're gonna grow this thing into a business that can support your family. And, and it's gonna be the business of your dreams, but you gotta start now while it's nice and easy. Thank you for listening to my cash flow information and my ranting. I'm Scott Sherbitz, and thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. You can subscribe to our podcast to get regular insights and tips for building your maker business, and you can get more information about building a brand, selling merch, all at georgesupplyco.com. Powered by Riverside FM. If you want to build your brand as a maker, one place to start is to wear, sell, and give away apparel and gifts with your logo. It introduces others to your brand and gives you an opportunity to start a conversation about what you do.
George Supply Company offers over 100 items for you to brand, all with no minimum order or inventory investment. Available at georgesupplyco.com.